Hey friends, and welcome back to the Alex Makes VR podcast. In today's episode, it's like a natural continuation from last week, really. Last week, we were talking about the frustrations that we can sometimes have when we're not making progress, we're not getting sales. But in this week's episode, I want to flip the script and talk about sales psychology. Why might someone not be buying from you? I'm going to take you through the various different sales psychology things that you need to know um, when you are approaching a sales situation. I know a lot of you love sales, so it's going to be a sales episode. (laughs) Um, Also, just full disclosure, I just had... (laughs) the most British thing ever. I just had a cup of tea and a bit of toast and jam and I am buzzing so much from the sugar rush from the jam. I haven't had jam in so long that I feel like I've just done a shot of tequila. I'm genuinely like on such a high right now. So just wanted to give you that little context up top. This is the third time I've tried to record the intro and all all three times I've basically just had to stop because I'm like literally jittering. But anyway, we're going to get through it this time. If you've got a question or a subject <laughs> or want to or want to just talk about um, tea and jam, um, you can reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter. It's AlexMakesVR. Every single week, I send out a newsletter with my best tips and tricks on creating a business or career in VR that you will love, make you feel less alone. Um, That goes out every single Monday. If you want to sign up to that, it's alexmakesvr.com. Okay, gang, sales psychology time. You've never heard someone so excited and buzzing to talk about sales psychology. So when I talk about sales psychology, what I actually mean is I want to talk you through the buyer's journey. It's sometimes also called the sales funnel, although funnel's got a bit of a kind of not great reputation at the moment because of the whole click funnels situation in the entrepreneur land. But stick with me. We're talking about the buyer's journey, the sales funnel. All this is, is talking about the journey that someone has to go through uh, from someone that has absolutely no idea that they even had a problem that something immersive could solve to buying and being really happy with an immersive product such as a virtual tour, 360 photos, videos, etc. Um that whole journey, there is basically psychology behind every single step of that journey. And the quicker you can recognize where someone is on that journey, the better you can target them. And that sounds manipulative, but the better you can understand where they are psychologically, which means you can change the way you talk to them, which then will most likely land in more sales. So for example, Let me just run you through the buyer's journey. Here's how it goes. Step one, someone doesn't know they have a problem and doesn't know how to solve it. And they definitely don't know that you're the one that can solve it. So that's person number one. Person number two, they know they've got a problem, but they don't know what the solution is. So they definitely don't know that you've got the solution. So let me just run that through again. So you've got the person with who doesn't know they've got a problem and the person that does know they've got a problem but don't know the solution. Then you've got the person that knows they've got a problem. They know what the solution is, 
but they don't know that you could deliver that solution. Then you've got the person that knows they've got a problem. They know the solution. They even know that you deliver that solution. But they're not quite sure and they're not ready to buy that solution. So let me just go over that one again, because that is the one that most people get stuck with. This is the kind of the most likely person you're interacting with, especially if you're talking um, over email. This is the bit where people will, you know, rush to give discounts and things like that. So it's so that particular person on the buyer's journey is a person that knows they've got a problem. They know what the solution is. They know you and they know that you have that solution, but they're not quite sure whether you're right for them or they're not quite sure it's the right time for them. They've got hesitation around pulling the trigger on working with you. And then the last person is someone that knows they've got a problem. They know the solution. They know that you have the solution and they know that you are the best for that solution. You're going to deliver it at the right price, at the right time. Everything's in place and they are ready to buy. So they do buy and they are happy with the product that you deliver. Okay, so that, what's that, five steps? That's the five steps that any single person goes through when they are on a buying journey. Think back to the last time you bought something. So let me think about the last time that I bought something. Oh, literally this morning. This is going to be so nerdy. So this morning I bought some chalk because I've gotten really into um, lifting some weights at home because, you know, got to have that quarantine bod. (laughs) Um, And I needed some chalk because um, I kept the weight kept slipping out of my hand. So my psychology on that, where was I in that journey? Well, I'm actually at the very end of that journey because I've bought the chalk, right? But I was like, at first I didn't know I had a problem. And then I realized I had a problem. I realized the problem was that the weight kept slipping out of my hand. It was really annoying and it meant I couldn't lift as much as I wanted to, or it just like I kept feeling like I was going to drop it on my foot. (laughs) And that's never a good place to be. So that was the problem. The problem was the weight kept slipping, but I didn't know what the solution was. So I happened to kind of like reach out to a friend of mine who also does um, some like dumbbell kind of uh, lifting at home and said, yo, I've got this problem. What do you do? And they suggested, oh, You want to either get yourself some gloves or get yourself some chalk. So now I had two solutions. So I knew what the problem was. The problem was that the weight was slipping out of my hands. Now I've got two solutions. It's either a bit of chalk or gloves. Luckily, I knew someone, in fact, my brother, who has weight gloves. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to borrow his weight gloves and see if that's the solution that I need because that would be ideal, right? So I tried the gloves. Nope. Hate the gloves. Can't feel the weight. Feel even more like I'm going to drop it on my foot. Definitely don't want to be doing that. So, okay. I think chalk's the one. So I know the problem. I know the solution is chalk, but now I don't know who's best to buy from because I don't know anyone. No one's advertising weight chalk to me. Um, So I go to my trusted marketplace, which is Amazon. So I trust Amazon. I've I've bought from Amazon so many times. I love their customer service. I love that I can get it next day delivery. So 
I know the problem. It's that I'm going to drop the weight on my foot if I don't stop it slipping. I know the solution to buy some weight chalk. And I know who I want to buy it from. I know that the best place for me personally to buy it from at this moment in time is Amazon. Because I know it's going to be the right price. I'm going to get it in the right, delivered in the right time frame. And I trust them because I've bought from them so many times before that I know that if something went wrong or if I didn't like it, that I could return it. No first, super easy. For someone like me who has a very, very busy schedule, I don't want to be faffing with like going back to a shop. And I know, I know I should, there's loads to get into in terms of how this sales psychology uh, impacts things like, you know, local buying and all that kind of stuff. But this is not that episode. We ain't going to go down the moral high ground. We're talking about sales psychology. So I know the problem. I know the solution. I know who's best to deliver on that solution. And for me, it was three quid. So it's the right time. I can get it tomorrow. It's the right, um, it's the right time. It's the right pr- price. And I trust Amazon. So those three things, super important. So I bought. So now I'm at the end of my sales kind of cycle. Um, and I haven't got the chalk yet, so I can't tell you whether or not I'm happy with the product. But if I'm happy with the product, then that completes the sales cycle. And it also reinforces my trust in Amazon. It reinforces that kind of relationship, which is is a very important part of the sales process, because even when you get to the end of it, you're not finished. OK, because the point is to retain then, you know, it's it's the the point is to retain that client, to keep on getting work with them, to even get referrals. So for me, obviously, I can now, if anyone asks me um, if they have the same problem, I could then tell them, oh, yeah, you want to get this chalk off Amazon. It's like it's, you know, it's really good, really good price. You know, that comes with a recommendation. Um, and it's the same thing in your <laughs> I can't believe I've just made that whole analogy about weightlifting chalk. <laughs> ah, well, <laughs> strawberry jam will do that to you, won't it? <laughs> so, um, so then that client then is more likely to refer, uh, refer you to other people. So I hope that made sense. Does that, I feel like that was pretty good actually to like give you uh, an, a, an analogy in my own personal life that's nothing to do with work. So think about that for yourself. Think about the last time that you um, went to buy something or knew that you got, to, maybe you're, maybe you're in the middle of that buying cycle right now. I, okay. So this is another example, nothing to do with work, but will illustrate the point. I'm also in the buying cycle at the moment with a new kitchen cabinet. <laughs> Just li- just really laying out my very exciting life for you all in this episode. Um, so I'm in the middle of that sales cycle with a kitchen cabinet because I know that I've got a problem, which is that I don't have enough kitchen storage. Um, and I know the solution is to get a new kitchen cabinet. But I'm in that little bit where I'm like, I don't really like any, you know, I don't really like the look of anything that I've seen on Amazon. Um, I'm like not overly keen on anything I've seen at Ikea. There's one in particular that's quite nice, but it's out of stock. So and I don't really trust like some of the other websites I've seen and I've not seen something at the right price. So I'm just kind of like dwelling in that little bit of like it's not quite perfect. So let's translate that over to 
virtual um, virtual reality, virtual tours, 360, just general immersive business. Because that sales psychology that I just explained about the kitchen cabinet is probably where most people um, get frustrated um, over their you know, not landing sales or not converting people. So when you reach out to someone on email, the reason why I tell you to identify the problem that you're solving for them very quickly is because then you can rule out number one, number two on that buying journey very, very quickly. So people that didn't know they had a problem or uh, did know they had a problem but didn't know what the solution was, you've knocked them out in the first sentence of your email by saying something like, do you need to save more time and money on your internal training? You can do that with virtual reality. Virtual reality is three times more likely to make your employees retain information during training. So all of a sudden, I've said, here's your problem that you might not have even known that you'd had. Here's your problem. You need to save more time and money in your business. Here's the solution for that. I'm offering you the solution. It's virtual reality training. So there's the problem. There's the solution. Now we're in that middle ground. So they're thinking, okay, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm interested. But who are you? You know, like, who are you? You're a stranger to them at the moment. It's not like Amazon that has a big reputation and you've probably bought from them before. So you trust them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this is the first time potentially that they're hearing of you. So now you have to get them from needing to know why you're the best for them to work with you to knowing that it's the right product, the right price, the right time. And that is the bit, that is usually the bit that you are struggling with or it's the bit where most people kind of get hung up um, or get stuck in the buying process or the sales process. So within that, it's very important that you identify very quickly which one of those is the problem. Is it that they don't trust you well enough yet? If so, that is really why you try and get them on a, on a call after you've, if they uh, reply to your email and say, yeah, really interested, um, you know, how much do you cost? The worst thing you could do is reply with your prices because they don't trust you yet. They don't trust you. So you need to get them on a call so that you can be like, well, you know, um, prices really vary. We'd love to jump on a call to hear a bit more about your business. And then we can talk about um, price packages. So then when you get on the call, it's all about building rapport. It's all about building that trust. It's all about establishing that relationship with that person so that they do trust you. And of course, they're going to want to see your portfolio. And of course, having credentials and having worked with brands in a similar industry to them will help because it's all it's all kind of social proof. It's all going to help them um, justify, ah, yes, like you are the best person to work with on this. Um, that's all going to help. But you would be massively surprised how many times I have converted people that knew nothing about me. They've got no idea who I've worked with before, purely by getting on the phone and just being a nice person and just asking them questions and actually offering genuine solutions to their problems and actually, you know, caring and actually pointing out where, oh, actually, you know, now that I'm hearing that, now that you're telling me that about 
the way that you're currently doing training. To be honest, I'm not, I'm not sure whether at the moment right now virtual reality would be right for you. But what you could do is you could add a 360 video add-on to one of your current training systems to see what the engagement is. Maybe like a little tester rather than going all out and putting loads of budget into something like this. Maybe that would be right for you right now. I'm building trust because I'm being genuine. I'm being authentic. I'm actually offering value. I'm offering... Um, insight. I'm not just trying to me, me, me. Oh, I've worked with all these big brands. I've been on all these lists and done a TED talk. Fancy, fancy me. Like you need to work with me. That's the opposite of what you want to do. That is actually, although it can be important to be that kind of social proof, um, to make, to establish you as an expert, actually, you'd be really surprised how much you can do just purely from a conversation and actually by giving a crap about their business and where they're at and whether or not this will actually work for them. So once you've got past that hurdle, if that's not the problem, if they really like you, then it's about working out what is the problem? Is the problem that it's not the right price? Is it the problem that it's not the right time because they've got a lot of other stuff going on? Or, you know, their budget for training kind of comes up in March. And so that would be more appropriate to like follow up with them then? Is it about the stakeholders? Like maybe the person that signs off the budget hasn't been on the calls. And so they are still earlier on in the sales psychology, the buyer's process than the person you're speaking to. So maybe you've convinced Karen and she's really on board and she's really excited. But um, Susan, who is the one that's signing off the budget, she's like, step number one, she doesn't even realise there's a problem because you've been convincing one person, but they now need to go convince that other person. There's a load of different reasons why that could be happening in the background or, or, or reasons why you're not getting to the next step, which is for them to, yes, you're the right person. This is the right solution. This is the right price and it's the right time. So let's do this. Let's make this um, this virtual reality product or this virtual tour or this 360 video. Um, there's loads of different reasons, but it's important for you to identify that. And the, the way you identify that is by just genuinely being curious and asking questions. And very quickly, you'll be able to, if you listen, if you really listen, you'll be able, you'll be able to tell quite quickly which one of those is a problem. Because if it is a price problem, then maybe you do offer, okay, how about doing a little a tester, maybe a little pilot. Let's not do like the full scale multi user branch narrative mass ro- uh, VR training rollout. Let's do a simple 360 video piece to camera that we roll out on one VR headset. How does that sound? You know, you've just knocked a zero off of that budget, which from you, your point of view, yeah, not great because you're not getting as much money, but actually amazing because you're building more trust with them. They do the pilot. You make sure it goes so well because you're so invested in the success of it that they go, this is amazing. We want to roll this out across our national chains. We want to go for that next budget. You skip the five grand project and now you're on the 50 grand project. Do you know what I mean? And that's how you then retain clients. That's that last piece of the puzzle that I was talking about because it doesn't end when you've sold the product. Um, you then have to deliver an amazing product and then the support you give, the, the, the care that you give will then influence not only if they do more work with you, but if they will recommend you for more work as well. So that was a really in-depth, <laughs> that was a really in-depth episode. You could probably tell that I was buzzing off of strawberry jam. <laughs> And do you know what? 
what? I might treat myself and have another slice of toast and strawberry jam and a cup of tea because that's just how I roll. <laughs> um, I hope that was really helpful though because it's a very, very dense subject. But if you, I promise you, if you can wrap your head around this, it will change your life forever. When someone taught this to me, and I probably owe her a lot of money, um, when someone told me this, it changed my life in every way because you literally can run anything through this filter. Like relationship problems, you can run through the buyer's journey. It, it sounds stupid, I know, but I promise you, it, it translates so well think about it. Think about what you're going through right now. Like think about where you are in that sales cycle with something that you want to buy for the house or a problem that you're having, but you don't know the solution to. Like it's honestly, it's life changing. So really, really understand this, right? Go back, listen, listen to it again, write notes. I will try and describe this as succinctly as possible in the newsletter. Although that's not necessarily going to help you guys because if you're listening to this right now, the newsletter went out this morning. But if you miss that, then just shoot me um, a message on Instagram or Twitter and I will forward you um, the email which will outline this process so that you can see it in front of you. I'll also try and post something on social media that looks kind of like shows you it in a little bit more succinct um, just so you can visualise it. Um, that's it from me for this week. <laughs> You're probably glad as we approach the 20 minute mark. I hope that this was helpful. Reach out to me. Let me know. Let me know the last thing that you bought as well, or the last, or the, the current thing that you're considering buying and where you identifying where you are on that, on that buyer's journey. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you screenshotted it and shared it on your social media, or even just like, you know, sent me a message just to let me know that you were listening and that you enjoyed it. That genuinely, it makes my week when I get those messages. Um, thank you to everyone who uh, sent me a message last week and tagged me in their stories. You are the real OGs. Um, that's it from me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Have a great day wherever you are in the world and I'll speak to you next week.